the average computer user changes tasks 37 times per hour while they're working, while they're on their laptop. So that's, that's, that's less than a minute on every window, on every task. up everybody glad that you are back glad that you are fist pumping once again with me i am heath armstrong this is the entrepreneur now podcast where we get into things that are all creative not necessarily just art i interview guests from all over the world doing amazing things creatively and Every single person that I have on this show is doing something spectacular. They are living on their own terms. They are creating the life that they love. They are finding the vision, sticking to it, being persistent, and making their way to a life of all those things that they are so passionate about. That is why I started this show. That is why I will continue to do this show, to spread this kind of knowledge, to spread the ups and downs and all arounds and the boogie, 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 boogie butt shakes that come out of these conversations. Today, I've got somebody on that I found that really, really, really interests me because if you listen to the show in the past, you know that I'm a huge advocate of mindfulness, meditation, and eliminating distractions. Well, I was on Twitter one day and... I saw a paid advertisement for the very first modern minimalist phone. Now we get into this whole topic with minimalism, are you, are you not? It doesn't not it's not something I'm talking about getting rid of all your stuff that's sitting around your house. This is something where you are eliminating distractions in your brain. Anything and everything, whether materialistic or not, that can distract you from focusing on creating the life that you love. This phone fascinates me because it's exactly what I need because I don't know how many times I've gotten my cell phone out, deleted apps, caught myself maybe sitting there constantly opening app after app after app thinking, what am I doing? Why can't I just enjoy being here in this moment? Why can't I just enjoy my surroundings? I love the outdoors. Why am I sitting here with this piece of electronic glued to my brain? It can change, and my guest, Jorge Selva, is here to help us do that. He has co-founded the company Minium, Minium, I'm sorry, and they have created the world's very first minimalist phone. They are in beta testing right now. They have the first prototype, and they are looking forward to getting more feedback and launching this thing to help everybody create the life that they love. It's an incredible episode, and I highly suggest Everybody listens and then reaches out to him and lets them know their input on if they had a phone like this, you know, what would you recommend? What are the features that you're looking for? Because he's an awesome dude and I want to help him out in any way possible. So all the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 112 and don't be a stranger. Here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that bee. Come on, come on, everybody. Let me hear that stickity, stinkity, riggity, bead. Yeah. 
Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. get on with your bad selves, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girly girls, today I decided to stick with a simple introduction to supplement the simple yet massively important topic that we are going to get into today. Although my guest is still a stiggity stinkity riggity diggity super funky dude, he's providing a much needed creation to the world to help silly little goosey goosey goos like me and you eliminate distractions and focus on what's important in life, what's important in dreams. And our uphill transition to combine the two. He's the co-founder of Minium and the creator of the world's first modern minimalist phone. Think about that. I bet you haven't heard of those yet in this world of smartphones. So a skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo. Jorge Selva, you are the entrepreneur now connecting all the way from Chicago. What's up, man? Not a lot, man. I got to love that intro. It's pretty good. (laughs) Awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, it, it was that one was a little bit toned down, but I figured we had to go with the simple theme because you're a simple dude. I simplifying myself has changed my entire life, and that's why I'm so excited to have you guys on. So I want everybody to know that the the way we connected is funny. I saw a Twitter ad, and I like I'm not kidding you. I didn't tell you this in the pre chat, but about 30 minutes before I saw the ad, Jorge. I was looking at my smartphone, thinking about how my contract had been up for like a, a year, and I hadn't, you know, re-upped because I was just like, man, it, it gets so distracting. And I go through these battles where I'm like, I'll open up my settings and I'll turn off the data to every single app so I can't open it, so I don't get distracted and things like that. And I was like, man, you know, I wish I had the technology to be able to create a phone that just was a flip phone again or was simple, like had the smart technology if need so, but very simplified. Uh, and then I saw that, that ad like 20 minutes later and I was just like, Whoa, that is weird. That is super weird. And so of course I clicked on it and found it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I won't say that I was reading your mind, but, uh, glad to hear <laughs> Glad to hear Twitter advertising is working. <laughs> Twitter ad reads your mind and hooks you in. That's what they don't up. tell you. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, that was kind of cool because it's the first time I've connected with any guest on my show through an advertisement that I saw through, especially Twitter, because you know how much stuff comes through Twitter. Like it's just 99.9% just something you don't want to see. And then every once in a while you get a gem. Yep. And so I started looking into what you all were doing and I realized that you're in the process of creating kind of your first prototype or your beta and things like that. But the concept itself just like blows. I mean, I love it. Like I absolutely love it. And I, I don't know, thinking about my situation, if if I'll ever be able to just get rid of a smartphone altogether and just have like a minimalist phone. I would think that I would want to because I've heard of those who have like locked their cell phone in a drawer for three months and then they come back and it's, it's not the same anymore, right? They don't care about it anymore. Yeah. And I would love to get to that point. But what you guys are doing is awesome. And, it, and like, I, I can't tell you 
how much this kind of thing has changed my life. So I'm curious to learn a lot about you and how we sort of got to this point, uh, what you all are working on now and, and what your plans are going forward with this phone. Um, and so you're in Chicago, right? Do you have, yep. you have one other co-founder? Yeah, one other co-founder. And so the company is called Minium. I'm pronouncing that right? Yep. Or, yeah. Correct. Yep. Okay, good. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about how this company got started uh, to start? I know I know this phone is beautiful. I know it's simple. And I know the, the kind of idea of it is to bring less distractions and more focus. Um, I'd like to learn a little bit about your background and how you got to this point. I mean, obviously, as a child, none of us are ever focused, right? We might be actually <laughs> focused on what is important, but at some point we lose that. Uh, so if you can just like give me a rundown of that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I was lucky to have been born in a country where ADD wasn't a thing. Uh, <laughs> most definitely would have been most definitely would have been diagnosed with that uh, and probably been put on heavy medication um, <laughs> if I was born here. But yeah, I was born in Managua, Nicaragua, and I lived there until I was 10. Uh, my parents met there. My mom's from the States, and we moved back to Madison, Wisconsin, of all places. So uh, tropical you know, wonder place to cold, freezing <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin, you know, Midwest is beautiful, but uh, the winters can be kind of brutal. So yeah. I, uh, you know, moved to Madison and then ended up going to college um, in Wisconsin. Uh, my degree is actually in geology of all things. Which oh is <laughs> man, my favorite. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you know, geology is uh, kind of where I first uh, realized my passion for being outdoors, connecting with the earth and, you know, really kind of deeply understanding where like the landforms and the places that we inhabit, like how they came to be. I think it's just oh. really fast. It's so fascinating. It's the most fascinating thing ever. I just, we, we just went, I drove my girlfriend out to Washington and we went through Badlands which yep. is insane as far as like a geology standpoint comes. And then uh, Yellowstone, the Grand Tetons, which was just absurd. And then found this little place called Craters of the Moon. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Where is that? Dude, it, I think it's in Idaho. But it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like giant lava fields and like remains from, you know, volcanoes back in the day. But the formations are, are like... It's like you're on the moon. Like You'd love it if you like geology. You should check that out. That's incredible. Yeah, I definitely will. I um, drove through Idaho on the way to Portland one time, and it's, yeah, it's incredible. I just can't get enough of the mountains. I will probably end up moving there after Chicago. It's a little too flat for me here. Yeah, it's way <laughs> um, too flat, this area of the country. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so I, you know, really kind of found my love for just being outdoors, and um, I ended up working at a nonprofit in Chicago called World Bicycle Relief. And the mission of World Bicycle Relief is to deliver simple, robust bicycles to people in sub-Saharan Africa and South America. So well, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, you know, healthcare workers, uh, school children, anybody that needs access to transportation in their daily lives. Uh, we don't really appreciate how much being able to get around can really impact a life until you're somewhere where there isn't a train, you know, having a car is just prohibitively expensive. You can't afford it unless you're, 
you know, very wealthy. So a bicycle actually can be this amazing tool for, you know, kids to do better in school, for entrepreneurs to get more goods to market, for really anything that can impact uh, economic development at a pretty deep level. So working there uh, and being in Peru and just seeing the impact of like a simple machine was just, it, it, it was remarkable. And from that trip, I was in Peru when I was sitting, looking at, uh, I was looking at the ocean, sitting on the beach, reading my Kindle, and I hadn't had a smartphone. I left my iPhone at home for the two weeks that I was there. And I just realized, like, what am I doing? Constantly checking my phone, constantly waiting for the next email, the <laughs> next the next tweet. You know, the endless scroll, right? The endless scroll that you're just constantly. Oh, it's so bad. It's so true. And it's it. the device was designed to be used as much as possible, to be as addicting as possible. That's what every app is designed mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So I, I kind of had that moment where I was like, okay, this is crazy. When I get home, I'm just, I'm going to see if I can go without my, my iPhone. So I, I stuck with the feature phone, just like a simple old Nokia that, you know, we all probably had 10 years ago, um, you know, the indestructible uh, <laughs> brick phone as i like to think of it um so you actually made a switch to like an older style phone yeah so i i switched to it just to see if i could first like that's just like (laughs) yeah so just like you i kind of had that you know initial hesitation where I, i wasn't sure if i could do it i didn't think that you know my friends and coworkers and everybody that i interacted with would think that i was crazy they'd be like you know i sent this guy an email he hasn't written back what's going on so it was a little bit of an experiment kind of market research a little bit of both and I, I really kind of felt that deep level of thought and kind of stress-free like living that I hadn't felt in a long time. It sounds crazy, but I didn't realize how addicted and just overwhelmed I had become by my iPhone. So I started doing some research, started looking you know, to see what was on the market already, and there weren't any modern beautiful, exciting feature phones that anybody was releasing. So I said, okay, what if we take an e-paper screen? It perfectly complements sort of the minimalist ethos and design that we want to convey in this device and put it in a phone, put it in a phone that only makes calls and texts, doesn't have a Twitter app, doesn't have Facebook, doesn't have all the other crap that (laughs) distracts you all the time. And reimagine what the phone should be. It's funny to say reimagine, but really at this point we're carrying around supercomputers all the time. And it's it's like an attachment of our brain. It's like we can't function without it. And it's, I know exactly what you mean when you say you pulled away and you forgot what it felt like to really live because it's like when I, when I deactivated my Facebook, right? Because I was so sick of going to holiday meetups and seeing everybody in my family doing nothing but hitting that scroll over and over again, refresh, 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 and started to really take a step back from that sort of thing. And then turning off all the notifications on the phone and only giving myself like a certain amount of time throughout the day to actually look at that stuff on my phone. You, you take that step and you go back outside. Like, you know, you grew up loving it like just being connected to the earth, being grounded. Like I take my shoes off and I'll just walk like in the grass or in the mud or I'll sit outside and eat dinner in the grass instead of looking at my phone. And that feeling is just, it's like, it's like Christmas again, right? You, you have the, it's hard to explain how good it feels until you actually do it. Then you really start to realize that addiction and how sick it is. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's, it's crazy to think that it's really only been five years. Like I went, I remember I going on, <laughs> right. I, I remember going on a trip to Europe, like 2009. So six years ago, and I didn't have a phone or anything for s- six weeks. I didn't have an iPad. I didn't have a laptop. I didn't have a phone and I didn't get lost. I didn't miss anything. And I probably, I would argue had, you know, those random experiences that make trips and make life much more fulfilling and awesome. Um, so yeah, it's kind of that, you know, that craziness that it's only been five or six years since we've kind of come to this level of distraction and overconnectedness and just realizing that, you know, smartphones and technology are amazing, but maybe there's a way to do tech, to do devices that, you know, have less of a suck on our attention and our ability to kind of experience the world and the people around us. Yeah, man. I mean, so like when I look at my life and my transition to more clarity, to more success, to a stronger vision, more persistence, maybe more happiness, I can directly correlate it to eliminating distractions and really minimizing in life. And when I when I say minimizing stuff, I, I don't just mean material belongings, but even stuff in our head, which gets back to the phone. But nonetheless, like when you do have less stuff, you have less distractions. And when you have less distractions, you have more awareness. You know, and when you have more awareness, we seem to pay attention to things in life that that matter more, like like forming stronger relationships or engaging in higher levels of creativity to be able to make awesome products like this. And when, when you start to combine that kind of engagement of strong relationships with those high levels of creativity, you you continuously run into new doors and new opportunities that lead directly to to pretty much more clarity and more meaning in life. And so when you when you begin to live your life with that clear intention and you eliminate these distractions and you find that focus you can definitely discover that pursuit of happiness that you dream of it's not only possible but it's absolute it's just all about that focus so like when you think about it do you, why do you think less can be so much more like to you yeah so for me minimalism really isn't about you know throwing out the extra shirts in my closet that I don't need, or, you know, the shoes that I don't use anymore. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's the idea of first identifying like what's important in your life, right? Saying, I like to spend time with my friends and family. I like to travel. I like to read. I like to knit, whatever it is. Everybody has those things that they feel passionate and energized when they're doing them. And minimalism, especially like mental minimalism gives you that space face to get rid of everything else that is causing unnecessary stress, distraction, and, you know, lack of focus and lets you do those things that you love. So for me, it's exactly that. It's about, you know, doing more of what I love and getting rid of all the crap that doesn't add value in my life that doesn't, you know, help me get to my goals or help me live a happier, more productive, more creative, you know, whatever it is that I'm trying to do, live that life. Yeah, it's amazing how powerful of of a transition that anybody can make if they start to focus on that. I mean, like even just minimizing your if you have if you have the entrepreneur bug, you know what I'm talking about. Like you have a problem focusing from time to time because you always want to jump into new ideas, even if it's minimizing oh, yeah. what your focus like areas are. Like I had <laughs> to sit down and drew, I drew like you know. 
20 something circles of all these different things that I'm involved in right now and literally had to eliminate everything but the two things, you know, one business and one personal that I really want to concentrate on. And shiny it's, it's, object syndrome, right? <laughs> yeah. And it That's, seems like yeah. that, like in all my computer, of course, I, I, like I try to do the Pomodoro technique. I try to set a timer, stay focused, work for a period of time. But in this world, regardless of all these amazing apps that, that help us focus, even though they're kind of a distraction themselves because you know, they're apps on your phone. Uh, it's, it's really, really, really hard to get away from that mainstream kind of clusterfuck society that we have seemed to grow into. Have you all like, I don't know how much research you've done. I'm guessing quite a bit if you're already in the, you know, beta kind of testing of your phone, but what kind of research have you seen on like productivity and distractions and kind of that overall zombie state that people are tending to in say New York city? Like, have you, have you seen any interesting statistics at all? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of fascinating research and, you know, it's just going to keep, it's going to keep getting bigger, right? As we start to kind of see the effects more long-term, I think we'll get kind of the full understanding of what we're doing to our brains and our ability to focus, you know, 10 years down the line. But um, one of the interesting ones I was just reading was the average computer user changes tasks 37 times per hour while they're working, while they're on their laptop. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's less than a minute on every window, on every task. So <laughs> that's just that, I think that just per- perfectly visualizes kind of like the state that we all operate in, like myself included. It's so easy to like see the Twitter feed, see the emails coming in and seeing everything and, you know, react. How can you not you know, something, if somebody sends you a message, you're going to, you're going to open it. You're going to try to see, you know, what your friend is saying, what the new Twitter follower has to say. It's, it's impossible to, to avoid those distractions. So, you know, personally for me, I, I just got to that point where I said, I, I can't even live with this on my device. I just need to get rid of it. I can't even have that pull in my pocket because I know that it's just, it's just simpler for me to say, you know, enough is enough. I'm going to shut that off and just not let that get into my life. Yeah. Yeah. And how hard was that to do? <laughs> oh, it's so hard. And that's the thing. And I think, well, to be fair, like one of the main, the main reasons it's hard is so even the Nokia that, you know, I switched to it's, you know, still has Facebook. It still has YouTube. It still has Twitter on it. They tried to cram all these features into this very old user experience and it just feels clunky. And even though you have the best intentions, since the device still has a browser on it, it has Twitter, it has all these other things. If you're sitting, you know, at dinner or you feel bored for a little bit, you're going to pull it out. And you're going to try to, you know, see what's going on in the world. Right. <laughs> and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's my personal flaw, but I think it's, it's a real problem. And a lot of people that we talk to, um, We've done a lot of surveys and research, and it's just fascinating to see how many people feel overwhelmed, over-distracted, um, addicted to their phones. Um, we So specifically for the overwhelmed category, uh, 51% of people that we uh, polled, this is a few hundred people, 51% said they sometimes feel overwhelmed, 17% said they often feel overwhelmed. So that's you know, nearly 70% of people that are sometimes are often feeling this, you know, overwhelming sensation from a device that really should be helping us live our lives. And I think that's, I think that's crazy fundamentally. So it's absolute insanity, man. 
Yeah. And I mean, some, I mean, some really interesting quotes, I mean, some, you know, these are direct quotes from people that we've talked to. So, you know, I feel empty without my cell phone, like a part of me is missing. Sometimes I feel like a slave. If I feel like my phone is an obstacle to creativity and workflow, I feel like my phone is practical yet burning and it goes on. And it's all these feelings of discontent with this device that should be helpful, but it's, you know, not for some people. So it's a, it's a major resistance gremlin, man. Yeah. It can be the greatest thing in the world, but at the same time can keep us from the greatest things in the world. Right. Exactly. And that's, and that's the, the point is that technology is amazing. And, you know, we're not saying that people should entirely disconnect or, you know, live a life out in a cabin in Montana or whatever. Not that that's bad. Um, <laughs> not that being overconnected is bad either. We're just trying to find that middle ground where we have personally felt that we're more productive, creative, and happy and able to, you know, experience the people and, uh, you know, the people that we care about in our lives experience those connections more deeply. And we're finding that other people feel the same way. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we can get more people to at least, you know, think about potentially reducing the amount of time that they spend with their devices on a daily basis. Yeah. And I know, you know, Joshua Fields, Milburn and Ryan Nicodermis and their cabin in Montana. I don't know if you were referencing to that tonight or not. Um, do you know who they are? Yeah, yeah, the minimalists. Yeah. Okay. No, it, 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 it was not a dig at them at, at all. I actually love, I personally love the idea of like living, you know, in a cabin. I was isolated. just thinking that the, the cabin in Montana, I think, aren't they in Montana? Or are they in Wyoming? I think they're in Montana. I think one of the two, I can't remember. But anyways, I think he was the one that actually locked his phone in the drawer for three months. Um, oh, in, wow. In the memoir, yeah, yeah, he talks great. about it, which is pretty awesome. And so getting back to the, to the phone, um, what what has the process been like creating the phone and and trying to get people interested in it and and I guess for something like a tech object like that you would have to be trying to go after investors or, or at least spreading the market in some way to get some kind of validation. I can tell you that phone is going to have a lot of validation just from the idea. Um, and I know that I recently saw an email. I think you all had what you're maybe through uh, the first prototype. Is that right? Yep. So we sent that email out um, last week, actually. You, you mean the one with the video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, so it's been, so first of all, it's been amazing to put this idea out and just start talking about some of the just really core beliefs that we have. First, that, you know, phones shouldn't be as distracting as they are. Second, that, you know, technology, if it's made in a more mindful way can actually have a very positive effect in our lives. And third, that there's a need for a device that says, okay, these are the core things you need to stay connected and the rest of the apps and the things that distract us don't need to be in there. So those three, those three kind of key points have been, um, it's, it's been great to just hear feedback from people as we get out and start, you know, putting this out a little bit more, hearing some feedback and, asking people, you know, whether they would be interested in switching to this full time or switching to this on a nights or weekends or vacation type basis. And yeah, just awesome. Exactly. So that's actually a big realization that we came to is that a lot of people do want to use the device as their only phone, but a lot of people want it as a really simple way to say, okay, I'm leaving work. I'm leaving my iPhone, you know, at the office 
office or in my bag or locking it in a door in a drawer on my desk and switching to the minium phone as the kind of distraction free i'm going to live in the present moment phone so i'm going to go home and have dinner with my wife and kids or you know spend a spend an entire weekend without checking my work email or yeah. twitter or whatever it is so that's kind of been the biggest realization is that there's this big group of people that are wanting something that's really simple and beautiful and modern you know we still have all these expectations of what modern technology should be but done in a way that's more mindful of how a device can be distracting and how it might help us actually kind of achieve that mental clarity and freedom that you were talking about oh man i want i want one right now you, you know so what what exactly are the core features like what what did you all come up with after doing your research and talking to people and getting some feedback um, as far as like the things that you have on that phone for people to use what did it what did it end with yeah, so we were surveying, uh, we surveyed a lot of people and did a lot of market research on how people actually use their phones and found that the majority of people use their phones for calling and texting primarily. Yeah. Once you get down into like email, maps, and a few of those kind of like core productivity use cases, it really drops off. So it starts to get into, you know, closer to the 60% usage range. And then from there, games, maps, social media, all those things fall way below starting to get into like the 30% usage range. Yeah. So we just talking to people and doing this research realized that, you know, people, people just want that simplicity. They want the, the utmost and simplicity of a device that calls and texts, doesn't have the rest of the distracting features and just helps them kind of shut out the noise. So we'll see, of course, <laughs> like you said, we're, um, we're launching our, our beta, um, soon. Uh, we're going to have more, more updates on that on our site and, um, send on email kind of with details around that. But the, the core feature set is just the most limited. So calling, texting, and the main, so the main app that I'm really excited about that we're developing is called, uh, focus. So the main idea that we're developing is, First, it's hugely important for us to take back control over our time. It's so easy to jump into your email at the beginning of every day and let other people dictate your priority list, your to-do oh, list. It's a huge and just mistake. Exactly. And just get sucked into that. So we're making it really simple to set intentional periods of time where you are focused on a single task at hand, whether it's, you know, writing a blog post or doing work on an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is that you do or that you want to do and shut out the rest of the noise. So one app where you set these increments of time, you mentioned the Pomodoro technique. It's, it's heavily influenced by the, the Pomodoro technique, which is an amazing way to just do one thing and not let yourself get distracted by the, the huge to-do list, which is very easy to do. And yeah, it just helps you, set your goals in a very simple way, set aside the time for intentional focus, and then track long-term how much time you've actually dedicated to those things. So that's kind of, that's the, that's the core of, of the experience. So we, we just want a, a device that helps you do what you want to do. Doesn't have an extra layer of like management and settings and all those crazy things that you have to do 
in other apps to just do the thing that it is you want to do. So our whole our whole mentality is just do it simple, yeah. get get out of the way, and let people do it what they want to do. You, did you run into any issues with people requesting that they really needed to have, you know, Google Maps or something like that on there? Because I think yeah. 99% of people use their phones as a navigation system. Everywhere yeah, so going. we've actually, we've heard that a decent amount. Um, I was actually surprised that we haven't heard that from everyone. When we first put it out, I thought that everybody would be asking for a phone, sorry, a camera, GPS, and email. Oh, I never thought about the camera thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a big distraction though, the camera. Exactly. So I figured that the camera would be a bigger sticking point. It hasn't been. Um, the maps for some people, it definitely is. And email is, I think that people people understand or people, they intuitively know that it's just a distraction. Uh, so that hasn't been a sticking point. But the maps down the line, uh, we're working on a very minimalist, simple map interface that instead of you know you searching for a location and having Google Maps show you you know, the 7-Eleven, the gas station, all the things that are around you, <laughs> this minimalist map app would just give you the point A to point B directions and nothing else. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So not only is it much less distracting, it's also reducing battery consumption significantly. So having your GPS running all the time, I think is crazy. Like if you're driving, you know, if you're driving for an hour, the GPS app will drain your battery. It'll just, it'll tear through that, right? So I I still personally like just having turn by turn directions if I need to get somewhere and not the rest of the distracting, you know, search results that pop up and the battery being drained and all the other things that just are. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that are secondary to like what I'm trying to do. My objective is just to get to a certain point. I don't need the rest of the, the stuff showing up. Yeah, it's like we don't we don't need to go check out Rodney's barbecue on the way. Exactly. You know right. I mean? And then, yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> but I, yeah, who doesn't love barbecue, but yeah, it's like the whole, like, you know, asking for reviews of whatever places you've been to and all those crazy things. So I think, <laughs> yeah, it is getting more and more distraction and, you know, big old Rodney, he's just, he's just another one of those distractions. So damn Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Classic hey, Rodney. <laughs> Jorge, where does for you or any anybody else that you've seen in this kind of study, where does mindfulness come in for for all of this? Like for me, I'm very much into and I, and I realize that minimizing is a part of mindfulness, but like I'm very much into meditating and that's how I get rid of a lot of my mental distractions. And I I can imagine using this phone and like what it's going to do is clear up so much more time to where then I can meditate more often. Like I try to cram in five minutes a day, but really I think everybody should have a lot more time to do it than that. It's insanely healthy for, for stress relief, for anxiety, for longevity in life. I mean, everything though. So. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, and the, so the focus app, one of the core use cases for that is meditation. So it's, it's also 
partly a built-in meditation app that helps you really easily set aside, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever is your daily meditation practice and just set the timer, get out of your way and let you do, you know, let you clear your mind and take that space to be more present, more mindful and yeah, just kind of shut out the noise. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. And mindfulness is, you know, mindfulness and minimalism, I think really go hand in hand. The whole, the whole idea is to clear up the space in your head, to think more deeply, to be more creative, to do more and think more about what you love. And I think that mindfulness is like really core to that, like real first realizing what, what those things are, and then allowing yourself to spend the time to think about them, to develop those thoughts, to have those experiences with people in the world that, you know, fulfill you and provide meaning uh, in your life. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think, you know, for me starting a meditation practice and just being more mindful about just everything in daily life. Like I, I I just realized how unpresent I was. Like I would just go through a day listening to my, listening to music, listening to, you know, an audio book, all these things. And I just, (laughs) I would fill every every little bit of time with something like you know being on the being on the train and scrolling through your news feed, trying to catch up on all the articles and emails. And I still um, do it. It's Bad. so hard. It's so hard not to, right? It's like you get sucked into like the blog post scroll. And you know how many um, times I've like deleted social media apps off my phone and then like reinstalled them. <laughs> oh, we all have. I have too. It's so. I mean that that's what it is, right? I think it's it's just that core. It's that core need and realization that we like for me personally, my self control is so bad. I just have to get rid of this because it's going to suck up all my time. And I yeah. I do that. I do that constantly. I'll I'll. Sh- you know, I'll cancel subscriptions and delete apps on my computer, iPad or all this stuff. Right. It's just, it's just easier to say, you know, get that out of my, get that out of my face and move on. But then I guess the problem is sometimes you end up reinstalling them. So maybe, maybe going to the extreme is (laughs) maybe, maybe going to the extreme is not the solution. So I, I like, I like the fact that you all have gotten some feedback that you know, you can tween people away from their, you know, the cluster of their smartphones by giving them this, this beta phone they can test out on the weekends only, or in situations where they're with their family or they're going out on a trip or they're outside um, and letting them kind of tween themselves into it. Because if you can, if you can take somebody's smartphone completely away and eliminate that distraction completely, that's amazing. But the reality of this world is most people aren't going to be able to do it. So being able to have that alternative like to, to wean yourself and then soon enough, I mean, I'm guessing at some point you'll come to the realization that you can do it, right? You can get rid of that, that major distraction because you can always get your, you know, your iPad out and do it all there. <laughs> exactly. And we've heard from a lot of people that that's what they want to do, but they're not, they're just not excited by the phones that exist on the market. Like the old Nokia's for whatever reason, they just don't feel like they fit into their lives, whether it's the design or the lack of contact syncing or threaded text messaging. So if you remember the old Nokia's, they had the inbox where each message was its own individual oh, thing, yeah. right? And you couldn't see it as a conversation. Like that's crazy. And most simple or flip phones still have that interface, which is insane. So there are a few expectations of modern technology. And that's that's really what we're you know trying to over deliver on is those 
the simple but smart on the back end experiences. Yeah. Well, I'm super pumped for you, man. This is an idea that's incredible. And I hope that you're going to get a lot of support from people interested in supporting um, a lot of support by people interested in supporting a lot of support from people uh, for this, including I, I don't know you know what what the investor scene is like. And I can't imagine that there wouldn't be some people that would be interested in this because I think it's brilliant, um, like really really brilliant. And I'm excited for the beta testing and, and for the prototypes coming out and all of that. Do you think that there's any way you can drop about a million of these out of a hot air balloon over New York city? <laughs> That's the goal. That's the, the <laughs> ultimate plan. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get a, a blimp and just fly around and drop phones on people. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal. <laughs> it would be cool. And if I can make one request that I know that nobody else is going to want, but myself, just put one little quick button on there. You can hit that'll turn on some awesome, like mindfulness music. And then I can Love hit it, it again and turn it off, you know, like connect it to a stream of an API, like of some awesome mindfulness playlist. And then, you know, just really, like the the simplest the uh, meditation. background, simple meditation stuff. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, or just like a white noise machine or something. Because be I mean, I open. I'm a Spotify Premium member specifically so I can open it up and hit those mindfulness playlists when I meditate. Because I love having that that mix of noise back there. So, oh, nice. You have to share that with me. I didn't know they had meditation playlists. That's really oh, awesome. Oh yeah, man, they're incredible. I, I love it. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jorge, if you had to battle Godzilla, <laughs> how do you think you would use your creativity or your talents or your simplification to defeat that big, crazy, distracted maniac? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. So I would probably... So this is the geologist in me speaking. I would try to figure out... Uh, I assume he is super massive and weighs a ton <laughs> more than more than a ton uh so i try to find some sort of surface I, I would just run around and just find like you know maybe there's some sort of like quicksand or some unstable rock ledge or something where he's gonna come out <laughs> trying to grab me and would fall or i don't know get sucked into the earth that's wishful <laughs> thinking where it depends where uh where would we be where would this fight take place <laughs> Anywhere you want, man. Quicksand can definitely be involved. All right. So then, because quicksand yeah, is so well, awesome. that's easy. <laughs> there you go. So just in a, in a quicksand pit, I would just lure him in and let him uh, let him do the work. <laughs> yeah, it's so fu- it's 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 kind of a small world again with the whole geology thing because literally two hours ago I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Jason Barrick. He's been on the show as well. And he was just like confessing to me how mad he is that when he was a kid he had this amazing dream of studying geology and becoming an archaeologist and and how when he grew up people told him that he can't make money doing that and he's just really upset about the <laughs> fact that he decided to go in the other direction and the same thing happened to me like I was obsessed with geology and archaeology and like that's what fascinated me but then I got to school and originally my major was geology and I switched it to like a you know a geotechnical um kind of like technical engineering with geotechnical it's like not nearly as interesting as geology it's no no it's super interesting it's like um it's like the whole like handling all the machines and equipment and everything that goes into like you know field work and all that right yeah but in i'm in like the construction concrete side of it so you're you're looking at like stability but mostly my degree i work in the construction industry that's what it's turned into when i should have been studying you know 
rock formations. And I've got friends who are geologists that like, you know, just Mac through caves in Canada and pocket gems all day. <laughs> I have a friend. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have a friend and she just always posts photos of her in like, you know, the North pole or like yeah. <laughs> Svalbard in Norway, like all these amazing places. I'm like, Oh, that would have been, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's Gel- like, that's a lot better than making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, I think, you know, if you get into it right, you could, you can still make pretty decent money. Well, it depends. Yeah. There, there, oh, there you can make, ways. yeah, you well, definitely can. It's just, yeah. it, I mean, it, the, there's a, that's a whole nother subject someday is the way that the education system works nowadays. But, oh man, um, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. But what I was telling him was like, Hey man, you keep doing what you're doing. You're going to have all the time in the world to be able to to go do these amazing things that can bring your geology passion back. So I think we're all on that train, but man, I, I really yes. appreciate you coming on. I, I definitely want to keep in touch and keep me updated. I'm on the list. So I, I'll be looking for your emails and where can our listeners find you, get in contact with you, sign up for your, your, your beta list or any of that stuff. Yeah. So if you go to our site, minium, that's M I N I U M dot co, uh, you can check out more about you know the phone what we're all about and sign up for our email list uh you can email me directly at jorge that's j-o-r-g-e at minium.co and yeah i'd love to hear from people that have made the switch or thinking about making the switch or you know i challenge i challenge you or anyone else listening to just try to leave your phone at home when you go out to dinner or leave it home for a weekend switch to a feature phone and just see if it makes any difference in how, in your ability to think and the way you experience the world. I think it's, I think it's just fun to kind of take that as a personal challenge. So. Oh, it is. And yeah. it's hard. It is very hard. So, but I'd super love, rewarding. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. Well, cool. How, what do you think the timeline is on, on getting kind of the first, um, I don't want to say commercial, but like working version out there in the hands of buyers. Yeah, so we have a working prototype now. Uh, right now, we're working with um, some new partners that we're really excited about um, to make this, you know, not only cheaper but just a much better experience. Um, yeah. So we're, you know, the unfortunately the kind of Kickstarter world has been littered with people that haven't delivered on projects. So we're, you know, really taking the time to get everything lined up, have a real prototype that isn't just like you know, off the shelf stuff. This is all of our custom stuff running and work with the manufacturer to have everything lined up to ship and actually deliver a real product. So we just started working with them. Uh, Realistically, the kind of like final production version wouldn't be until later next year. Um, But that, you know, depends kind of on our crowdfunding campaign, which will run um, coming, coming up soon in the, in the next few months. And then, yeah, just figuring out the best path to to make it a viable uh, viable product. Well, cool. I'm I'm gonna post all those links in the show notes. So if you go to artsynow.com forward slash one twelve, uh, you can get all the links that he just mentioned and get in contact with you. And everybody out there, remember, like seriously, stay away from. I can't I can't tell you to stay away from the distractions. Be more <laughs> mindful of your distractions. If you haven't meditated, I highly suggest trying it out because that could be the first step um, in, in minimizing and getting rid of all that clutter in your head, uh, even materialistic belongings around you. It goes hand in hand. Uh, you'll start to notice that when you are removing these things from your life, you start to feel a hell of a lot better. I mean, way better. You feel m- the minute you feel more clarity, 
you know, and it's hard, it's hard to explain that feeling, but you just feel good. Like, am I wrong about that? You feel good. And you'll start to experience that and go back to episode, go all the way back to episode four and listen to my chat with Kim Nickel, because she was the first person that got me into meditation and mindfulness. And since then I've made just best friends with so many people in that sphere. Uh, Gina Cha was on the show and she's become a best friend of mine and she teaches mindfulness and meditation. And it is, it, it's insanely powerful. And, and having a device like this phone is going to take it to the next level. So Jorge, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show and being the stickity, stickity, riggity, dickity, figgity, funkity, archipreneur now, man. And definitely keep in touch and keep it funky as possible. Thanks a lot, Heath. It was awesome. Yeah, 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 you know. Ah, I love conversations like that. I love these interviews. Pumps me up. I hope that influenced you in some sort of way, shape, or fashion to take a look at what you are doing in your life and try to eliminate some of these distractions. Definitely go over to Jorge's website, minium.co, M-I-N-I-U-M.co. Sign up for that list, but more importantly, uh, send him an email and let him know what you think about his idea because I know how important it is for people to get feedback about these products. You heard my input, but everybody has their own voice, and, and I'm sure he would love to hear it. If you want to share it on our website as well, you can go to artsynow.com forward slash 112 and leave a comment down there, and it'll go to me and him both. Or just hit us up on Twitter, faux show. Everybody out there that has left an iTunes review, I really, really appreciate it. I am pushing for them again because... I realized we had fallen out of the charts, out of the rankings, and at one point, because you all were helping me with reviews, I was able to get all the way up to number 28 in business, and I want to get back up on those charts again so I can reach a larger audience so I can help more people. So please, if you haven't already, do consider leaving me a review, and I really, really, really do appreciate it from the bottom of my stickity stickity riggity diggity heart. Uh, let's make this bigger. Let's Let's help reach to people and, and let them know that they too can create the life they love. Hit me up and I hope you all have an amazing week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archipreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.